today's Dell Technologies podcast with Robert Vinikarov and Rohit Sharma. Robert is General Manager of Dell's Client Solutions Group, Australia and New Zealand, and Rohit is Principal and Practice Leader for Modern Workforce Experience with Dell, and both are based here in Sydney. And I'm Stephen Fennick. I'm your host. I'm a longtime tech journalist and regular TV and radio presenter. Before we start, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of our country and acknowledge their continuing connection to land, water and community. We acknowledge the culture, the history and the languages of our First Nation peoples and pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Robert will discuss an overview of modern management and what it means for managing a Windows upgrade. Rohit will take a deep dive in the modern management solutions available in Windows 11. And we'd like to thank our sponsor, Microsoft. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 11 Pro for business. Microsoft released Windows 11 back in October 2021. An uptake to date has been slow, but the pundits are now predicting it will accelerate. In January, the register said large corporations were starting to run Windows 11 pilot programs in earnest, and it quoted a Gartner Research VP saying a lot of enterprises were planning upgrades in the near future. Upgrading to Windows 11 from Windows 10 will be very difficult to earlier upgrades. Windows 11 comes with a set of modern management solutions to manage and deploy devices in an efficient and cloud-centric manner. To ensure efficient, effective and disruption-free deployment and to deliver an optimal user experience, organizations will need to understand these modern management tools and prepare their IT environments for the upgrade. While they may not be planning an upgrade to Windows 11 immediately, they need to start that planning now. To help them undertake that planning and subsequent migration efficiently and cost-effectively, Microsoft has teamed up with Dell Technologies Services, the division of Dell that helps customers maximize the value of their technology investments, optimize their IT infrastructure, and enhance overall operational efficiency. Welcome, Robert and Rohit. How are you going? Really good, thank you. Good, thank you. Robert, we'll start with you. We hear a lot about how the rise in hybrid working has placed new demands on the requirements of users' workstations. How do organisations build a strategy to move from traditional Windows management solutions to modern management solutions while also implementing Windows 11? Yes, yeah, Stephen, that's a great question. And um, look, we'll talk about it at great length today. But I, I wanted to, first of all, kind of set the context of what's been happening in the world, particularly in the last few years. You know, we've been talking about the future of work, remote work, for quite some time. We moved from uh, remote work to hybrid work to now thinking about what comes next. And I think to really consider the importance of the right kind of transition and what goes what goes forward is to think about what's happening in the world. And as we talk uh, to organizations, as we talk to partners, we see certain trends. So we've moved from uh, organizations trying to figure out um, what does the future of work look like? Because the future of work is here. People work in different locations. They use different technologies. They need to be agile. 
And now it's more about, well, how do we come back to the office? How do we create a level of permanence around this? And, you know, as we think about what is really topical to people this year, uh, both in terms of what we're seeing and what we see as guidance from the industry and our customers, there's kind of four things that come to mind. The first one is organizations are being asked to do more with less, particularly IT departments. So what we're hearing is people everywhere are seeing their budgets being uh, reduced. They're being asked to deliver better solutions, better employee experiences, and to innovate. So the question is, how do you achieve that? And we feel that um, the optimal solution is the right technology together with Windows 11 and all the benefits that it brings is really the optimal way forward. The other thing is just to consider what we're hearing from industry experts and what's really topical. And I think it's gonna be relevant to our conversation today. So over the last year or two, organizations were really scrambling to get talent because we were locked down in a lot of cases, talent was paramount. There was less concern around cost. It was almost like talent at any cost. And the other topic of interest was really security. Um, so what we've seen coming into 2023 is all those priorities are being shifted around quite a bit. We've seen security come in top of mind and really securing the workplace, both in terms of the endpoint and also the infrastructure, which Rohit will talk about in, in depth. The other, way, the other one is um, kind of the combination of enhancing operational effectiveness and optimizing cost. So the challenge is, as I said earlier, how do you achieve all this? How do you get a better user experience uh, with less spend? And that's really the challenge that organizations see. And the other thing also just in the background is um, organizations will continue to compete for talent and to be able to secure and retain the best talent, they need to provide technology that's compelling, technology that pro provides a delightful experience for their users and also gives them optimal productivity. And this is particularly important for the younger workers because they just expect things to work. So putting technology in the right um, the right technology in people's hands will ensure that they have the best experience possible. Robert, we'll stick with you. What, what should IT leaders and CXOs do today to build their knowledge of and expertise in Windows 11 ahead of setting in train the planning and execution of an upgrade? Yeah, it's a great question. Look, um, I'd start out by saying familiarize yourself with the benefits of Windows 11 and really sort of understand what it brings to the table. And there's three things to keep in mind. The first one is um, there is now a timeline by which we all have to transition over to Windows 11. There's a compelling event where in 2025, we're gonna see the end of support for Windows 10. And what I'd say to IT decision makers out there is um, get ready now. Think about your transition plan now because you wanna be transitioning to your timeline, not to uh, a deadline that's set you know, in the industry. So that's, that's really important to consider. Um, in terms of familiarizing yourself with, um, with the technology of Windows 11, there's a couple of key benefits that really come to mind. And it's topical to what I just spoke about earlier in terms of the security and the user experience. Um, the first thing is around the better integration that we've had previously on the hardware and the software side of things when it comes to security. 
So, you know, to give you some examples, um, better interoperability between the, um, the hardware side of things. So hardware encryption methods and what the operating system can do more integrated into it. The zero trust element. And also very importantly, the way Windows 11 treats application security. There's a lot more control around application uh, code and make sure that there isn't any dodgy code that uh, that slips in there. The other thing also, it's more of a future-proof kind of environment for, for users. So as good as Windows 11 is today and as integrated as the hardware and the software is, it's going to get even better over time. We've already seen Microsoft make enhancements to the operating system, and that's only going to improve. So that's that, that's really important to think about. The second one is the user experience. So we spoke earlier that organizations, if they want to attract and retain the best talent, they want to provide them the best hardware, but also the best software. And, you know, my sense is Windows 11 is a far better user experience than, you know, what you had with Windows 10. Um, it's, it's more intuitive in the interface. Like even though you have the start button, it, you don't have to scroll through pages and pages of applications. Like the, what you use is more readily available to you. There's the integration of artificial intelligence into the, uh, into the OS, much like the AI we built into our tools from Dell, where it looks at the way you use the operating system and then adjusts what's in front of you on the screen to sort of more dynamically respond um, you know, to what's going on. And look, from, a, from an overall user experience perspective, um, you know, my sense is, and I'm sure Rohit will back me up on this, uh, it's simpler, it's cleaner, and it's just much more intuitive as an overall experience. So I certainly enjoy using it. It's, it's a great thing. Absolutely. And uh, I totally agree with you there, Robert, around the simplicity of the operating system because uh, it's intuitive, but also uh, it, it provides uh, other features in, in terms of uh, the experience of docking, undocking, and uh, remembering uh, the settings as well. So certainly a good user experience. Another key thing I, I believe if for the executives would be to be part of an early adopter program as well. So as, as Robert has mentioned, the product's going to evolve over time. So as Windows 11 evolves and Windows 10 comes closer to that deadline for support, it's going to be important to understand the change on the way as well. And uh, one, one of the key things uh, we do for our customers and we engage uh, quite a bit in terms of providing that executive level view utilizing the device telemetry and analytics tool as well to see what's in the fleet at the moment because uh, we don't want to be in a situation where there's a large fleet of devices which are aging and unsupported and then you get to a point where you're not only thinking about Windows 11 deployment but you have an investment to make in the hardware as well so preparing in uh, advance is quite important. And also identifying the business champions in your business who would potentially be part of that pilot as you start to adopt the new operating system because uh, uh, they are the people who are gonna provide you the right feedback, uh, fix the product, the issues were in terms of the deployment to have the high confidence in the actual rollout when it goes to production. Given the trends we're seeing in the market, how does Dell, together with Microsoft, allow people to achieve this enhanced experience at lower cost? See, Stephen, the old way of doing things using the SOE method and factory load was just very cumbersome, very involved, in, uh, required a lot of movement between points, ultimately didn't deliver the best user experience and cost companies a lot of money. This new way of modern provisioning really is the best way forward because it allows 
IT departments and organizations to delight the customer through you know, everything being done from our side at the factory level. We can provision the system, we can provision the operating system, we can provision the applications, and then we deliver it to the end user pretty much ready to go. Uh, and then the end user intervention is fundamentally just unbox, set up, and go. And the further expansion on that is what we call connected provisioning. So the old way of factory provisioning was we would do a fair amount of steps at the factory, but the system that was delivered and unboxed at the user end still needed things like patches applied and policies and applications and everything else. We're now at a point with this modern system management where we can deliver a system, what I would call you know mobile phone level simplicity. You unbox, you log in, and fundamentally the user's pretty much just have to put their data on the system or get access to their data and they're ready to go. And if you use a cloud-based environment, you can even avoid the data step. So what we're talking about, you know, if we quantify the impact is the old, um, the old factory provisioning side of things, it would take about one to four hours for the end user to get going. We can now achieve that in five to 20 minutes. So it's pretty amazing. Rohit, for anyone who has gone through Windows upgrades in the past, what do you think will be the biggest differences in undertaking an upgrade to Windows 11? Well, number one is that Windows 11, uh, move, moving to Windows 11 would not be as painful as it would, was in the past with Windows XP to Windows 7 and from Windows 7 to Windows 10, especially because they were built on totally different kernels and platforms. Uh, so uh, the support for the application was a key issue that we found in previous migrations and also the hardware compatibility for those platforms as well. The good thing is Windows 11 is an OS uplift. I don't look at it as a traditional uh, migration of an OS, but I would still consider it similar to an OS feature upgrade like you would do from one version of Windows 10, for example, 20H2 to 22H2. So you taking decisions in a way, treating it as an upgrade, would certainly allow organizations to adopt it faster without uh, a lot of business disruption. And uh, uh, planning and preparing, again, planning now and preparing rather than waiting to the uh, towards the end of uh, support is, is quite important. It might seem that two, there's, there's still two years left in support, but they run pretty fast if you talk about enterprises and preparing and starting to roll out the operating system. So certainly that's going to be a very important thing to consider. But yes, it should be quite seamless. Windows 11 is very easy to deploy and utilize if you're already running Windows 10. Rohit, what will be the impact on end users? Will they find major differences with Windows 11 that will require significant user education? There are two parts to it, uh, I would say. One is around the actual interface. It should be fairly easy for the Windows 10 users to understand and uh, uh, use the new environment. Uh, there would certainly be differences they'll pick up pretty soon, very early in, in the process. But uh, in terms of the training, organizations have to consider that not all users are technical users. So having a proper change uh, and adoption management program in place is going to be quite important because not just telling people around the change, what's coming in, but also educating them in terms of how to effectively adopt the new platform is quite important. You don't want people to utilize Windows 11 as Windows 10. So if there are new features, uh, productivity benefits, and even things like Windows Hello for Business uh, uh, to, to allow biometrics, 
as well as seamless logging into the device and some of those key components, educating the users around that change to ensure that they know how to utilize it. They don't see it as a you know, disruption to their day-to-day -day work, but an easy way to actually make them more productive is, is quite a key thing. Uh, one of the last things I do recommend uh, as part of that change and adoption is to do the experience measurement as well as part of the program, utilizing surveys to uh, to be sent out in advance. People who were engaged in the previous uh, migrations of Windows, uh, sending out surveys to them to understand what were the big pain points, what went well, what did not work well, because every organization is different. And learning from your historical mistakes is, is quite important. So you actually give a better experience as part of this uh, Windows 11 adoption rather than bringing the experience down. Rohit, we'll stick with you. Microsoft presently offers Configuration Manager, previously known as Microsoft System Center Configuration Manager, to enable the management, deployment, and security of devices and applications across an enterprise. Does this still have a role under Windows 11 and modern management, or has it been superseded? Uh, and if that's the case, by what? Yes, so Configuration Manager has been in the industry for a long time, and a lot of organizations have heavily invested in, in the product in terms of not just utilizing it for device management, but also integrating that with uh, some other systems with databases as well and have put automation as well. So for organizations that plan to use and continue with Config Manager for foreseeable future, uh, it can certainly help with Windows 11 deployment in a more controlled manner by utilizing things like task sequences, and uh, which allow media pre-staging as well. So you can actually control the download of the media for Windows 11, uh, seed it in advance, and then kick off the deployments. But also you could even uh, uh, do certain smart things around uh, deferring the deployment to allow user to choose when would they like to actually get the install. And if you certainly want to put a deadline for the deployment, those things can be enforced as well. Another more transformational approach, which I recommend when it works really well, is to move to a more cloud-based management, uh, which comes with the new, uh, with the evolution of the product called Microsoft Intune. A lot of uh, organizations which leverage Microsoft 365 uh, environment already have access to Microsoft Intune. Uh, and the the best experience to get out of Windows 11 is by utilizing native Azure AD join and Microsoft Intune together. And this will actually help the organization move from zero to 100. It's, it's, it's a big shift, but it will allow them to move very fast to the more cloud-based management, which does give more, more benefits in terms of security, having full visibility of the fleet over the internet, uh, patching the device, make them compliant, as well as leverage new features like autopilot reset and advanced analytics as well. So certainly, if you are an organization uh, which has already got a strategy to move cloud first, then moving to Microsoft Intune with Windows 11 and native Azure AD join would be the right way to progress. Rohit, before an organization starts preparing specifically for a Windows 11 upgrade, are there things it should avoid doing today because these might make the upgrade down the track more challenging? Or are there things they should do to make that upgrade easier? One of the key things to avoid would be to don't fall back on your traditional way of building images like SOEs and Windows builds that we've done in the past. Uh, the best option would be to utilize 
uh, the vanilla Windows 11 operating system uh, loaded by your OEM provider, things like autopilot uh, registration and deployment in the supply chain and factory uh, are some of the things that they can leverage, uh, which allow very mobile like experience. You never image a mobile device. If you have to control and put an organizational standard to, uh, to manage that device, the policies actually come down from the mobile device management platform. That's what Microsoft Intune can offer as well. So that's one of the key things. Do not do SOEs unless it's absolutely necessary for certain business cases. Uh, Windows 11 delivers an outstanding experience and performs really well as a cloud-managed endpoint, which is native Azure AD joined and managed through Microsoft Intune, along with supporting the entire Microsoft 365 environment, such as OneDrive for Business, uh, the SharePoint Online, uh, Microsoft Teams, they all come together as a full cloud platform and give you the best experience on, on the operating system while delivering a great user uh, experience as well. And that's about all the time we have for today. Thanks to our speakers, Robert Vinukarov and Rohit Sharma for your in-depth knowledge of modern management solutions and upgrading to Windows 11. If you'd like to know more about Dell Technologies and Windows 11, please visit dell.com.au forward slash Windows 11. We'd like to once again thank our sponsor, Microsoft. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 11 Pro for business. Thanks again for listening. Goodbye and have a great day.